You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are back onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WK.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price, LoneStarBall.com. Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm just all swept up in, in this game, this series. You get, you get it? Yeah, I, it, it, good pun. <laughs> <laughs> Took a second, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers get their first four-game sweep of any series um, uh, on the road since 2013 um, against Houston, actually. Um, man, back in the good old days when, <laughs> when Houston was very bad and the Rangers were very good. But the Rangers were pretty darn good in this series um the one like starting pitching performance that like went south um well of the games that actually had a starting pitcher saturday's game was more of a bullpen game um Mm -hmm. hernandez was kind of the opener and went into the third inning but burke had his worst career start um he went five runs and five innings and gave up six runs um and he's his era is like 352 which is kind of insane and shows how ridiculously good he's been because like it was only a matter of time until it caught up with him. But I feel like he had a pretty good game overall. And like, he just had like three bad pitches that left the yard for home runs. And other than that, he was basically himself. Is that how you felt? Yeah. And I, I kind of want to give him a little more leeway on this. Cause I know he had a stomach virus like most of the week and apparently he was still oh, really? trying to get over it on uh, his, during his start. Um, so they, I know um, I heard that the Rangers were kind of limiting him to around 80 pitches, which is why he only had 75 through five and they still pulled him anyway. Um, but he, he, yeah, he didn't look like his normal self, but I still, part of me is like, well, if he's still sick, then I wouldn't want to be pitching as good as normal either. Um, but even then, like to give up six runs and in five innings and then the Rangers still get a win, like that's pretty incredible. Yeah, and they were literally all on home runs. He gave up a solo bomb uh, in the bottom of the first to Mancini, um, and then he gave up a three-run bomb to Richie Martin um, in the second, and then he gave up a two-run bomb to um, Anthony uh, Santander um, in the bottom of the fifth inning. So it was literally all those runs. like All of the hits that he allowed scored. Um, also, the, he only allowed six hits, um, and he walked two, but those two were stranded. So... He only had one strikeout, um, but still pitching on a, a doing anything on a bad stomach, I know from experience is just terrible. Um, so for him to get through, use 75 pitches to get through five innings and, you know, still keep the team in the game like they, the Rangers offense has been going really well all game um, or all all series. So um, for him to be able to keep them in it and not just give up like a 10 spot or something ridiculous um it was really, really good for them. Uh, Shinsu Chu had a really good weekend uh, this weekend, having a multi-hit game. And in this game, it just—it was mainly the top of the lineup that did most of the damage. And also, Rugnet Odor DH'd, and um, he had his his shirt buttoned up. And we're gonna talk about what what all of that means. Like, it it was kind of weird because like I don't think I've ever seen Rugi have like 
even like one but there's like two buttons above like the x mm-hmm. or like all the letters um and then like a pretty sizable gap to the bottom one but like he's always had like those top two unbuttoned so it's just like really like free-flowing but um he said something in the broadcast about like being a dh and having more time and not really knowing what to do with that and like it kind of like made his brain like just a little crazy so <laughs> he like buttoned it up and like it he got to the end of the game before he realized like what happened and then he did well. And I think almost everybody like on the team, even some other guys who um, normally unbutton their shirts pretty far. It was like literally what I think just Shinsu Chu and maybe Guzman that was, like, I think it was Chu and Solak or Chu and Santana. One of them. I think oh, it, was it was Santana. It was, was Santana. It? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else was like all buttoned up and they're not usually all like their shirts, buttoned up, not like, personality-wise <laughs> <laughs> but um that was kind of interesting but uh yeah friday's game uh a four rbi game multi-hit game for willie calhoun he's just looked on fire this whole weekend he had two home runs and he absolutely crushed them off bundy bundy has allowed so many home runs this season those are the only two that he allowed um today but on the season let me pull it up because it's just some staggering number of home runs he's allowed um, oh, it's not nearly as much as last year. Last year, he allowed 41 home runs um, in 170 innings. And so far, he's only allowed 28 in 144 innings. So it's better. It's not necessarily good, but it's definitely better. Um, and he did go six innings and was pretty strong outside of the home runs he, he gave up. Um, Morgan, who offensively stood out to you in this game? Um, I think Calhoun, like you said, because uh, multiple home runs, he... Uh, got a home run in the first inning, and it was his first career multi-home run game, so that stands out specifically because he also did the uh, post-game interview, so that kind of stuck in my mind because I, I like seeing the young guys do interviews just to kind of see how how they talk and how they handle that because I know that could be, like, stressful, um, and to see how they grow with that too because, like, for Gallo, at first his interviews were a little awkward, but, like, now he's a pro at them. Um, and so Calhoun, you can just tell with his interviews and how he's playing, like he's really enjoying finally getting the time. Like we've talked about so many times, uh, this season, he's enjoying finally getting his chance to play regularly and, you know, have it, he showed off this whole series and really since he came (laughs) up, um, this, this game was more kind of offensively. He showed off, everyone showed off offensively Sunday's game, but Sunday he had a great (laughs) defensive play too. Oh my gosh. Um, so it's it's kind of hard just to pick one person because like really when you think about the whole series they all kind of have their show-off moment um but I think I think for this game uh Calhoun just because the first career multi-home run game of your career is that's really exciting yeah he's got 18 home runs so far or that those were his 18th or 17 and 18th um home runs of the season which is just great yeah, and it's kind of crazy considering he hasn't played the full season. So he's has 18 home runs in significantly less games than like Santana or Rugi or Chu. Yeah, like he's on pay. He yeah, he only has those um, 18 home runs so far um, on the season. He's only has 66 games. Like that's yeah. nuts. If he played like even I don't know 100 total games, which he's not going to hit because I don't think there are enough games left in the season for him to hit that. But He'd probably have a 30 home run season. Like yeah. it'd be pretty darn close to it. And like if you put it out through like 160 or like 150, he might have a 40 home run season, which is kind of insane and awesome and just great to see for him. 
Um, yeah, defensive. It was the weirdest defensive infield that I think the Rangers have had all season. Um, it was good that they had uh, Andrews and uh, Guzman, uh, who are probably their two best infield defenders at their positions. But they had Solak at second and uh, Santana at third. And um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like there were just a couple plays for Santana that didn't quite go the right way. Or maybe I'm thinking of Saturday night's game um, and maybe confusing them. Anyway, I feel like that's enough talk for, for this game. Um, Rangers have kind of cruised for, for most of it. The bullpen held it down really, really well. Uh, Brett Martin, it went Brett Martin, Class A, um, Montero, and Leclerc, and all four of them pitched one inning, and it was shut out. And it was very, very low key, low drama, mm-hmm. and um, impressive for them. But let's go ahead and, and skip to uh, Saturday night's game. Um, another huge offensive output for the Rangers: nine runs in total, six runs before an out was recorded. Like I think that was the most insane start to a baseball game that's happened. Um, what impact do you think that, that had just being able to get those runs on so early and like the first ones coming off of a pretty bad error by the pitcher? Oh, I'm sure that has to have a significant uh, boost and especially confidence for the team. Um, I think at some point during, I think it was like maybe after one or two runs had come in, uh, Fox Sports threw up a stat and it was their records when they score in the first and when they don't score in the first and when they don't score in the first it was uh, significantly lower uh, in the standings than or the win percentage than worst record win. yeah and yeah it was it was it's really bad I think they have like 30 more wins when they actually score one or more in the first inning so to score six and with no outs I think that's really impressive um because it kind of seems like the Rangers score a lot of their runs with two outs um so to do it with none like that has to also feel really good because you're kind of like okay we can just keep rolling through this like let's just see how much we can how much damage we can do because that also has to tire out the defense a bit too to have no outs kind of probably feels like you never really get a chance to breathe between batters um but yeah it, it was kind of crazy that it was with no outs beginning of the game um kind of wonder how that affects uh the rangers pitching just because you know they had that long inning they have to wait and then uh the home plate ump left the game in between the top of the first and the bottom of the first so that's more waiting um so i kind of wonder if maybe that affected hernandez at all um just kind of standing around doing nothing. It's great to get your team have runs, but I'm sure it also kind of, kind of gets you out of your groove. Yeah, I mean the the bigger delay, because I, I, the after they got their six runs, the the last three came off of a uh, Rugen Odor's 23rd home run of the season, mm-hmm. um, and then immediately after Delino gets called out on strikes, then Guzman gets called out on strikes, and Mathis goes down swinging. So. Yeah. The broadcast said, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, whoever was pitching, I can't remember who it was, um, the starter. Where where did we go? Um, yeah, Brooks. Brooks. Brooks strikes out the side. And I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no. No, that is not what it is. And someone was saying, like, oh, it's different if he, like, he didn't strike out the side in order, but he did strike out the side. I'm like, just stop. Stop saying <laughs> that. Ugh, it, it bothered me. Um, anyway. But yeah, the, it was just such a weird delay how like everyone was just kind of sitting out there like in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I was like watching two different games at once. And so I had the Rangers game on mute because um, I was working a different game. And I just saw everyone just like sitting out there. And I'm like, 
wait, what the heck is even going on? And then you show the pitcher in the dead in the dugout, and he's just like chilling. Everyone's chilling and uh, just looking around. Like I have no idea what's going on. Nothing's being like reviewed. Like this is just weird. And then I found out through Twitter, like they were changing umpires. And I'm like, how long does it take to put on all that like umpire? Um, protective gear of like home plate umpire. Like, apparently, a long, long time right. enough to like seriously disturb uh, a lot of things. So yeah, Hernandez gave up three runs. Uh, only t- only one of them was earned. Um, but yeah, all three of those runs came in the first inning. So after that, he kind of calmed down and and looked a lot better. But this is, I think, the at least the second, maybe the third time in a row that a Rangers um, opener, which I don't know if Mendez was supposed to be the primary pitcher. Um, because kind of, he was the only other person uh, in the bullpen who threw more, multiple innings in this game. So Yeah, they just, um, before the game started, they called Hernandez the starter. So I don't think they intended for him to only go two and two-thirds because they didn't call him the opener. Really? So I kind of, yeah, I thought so too. Because they didn't even say like, oh, he's the starter, but it's a bullpen game. They just straight up said he's the starter. Hmm. Interesting, because he had been yeah. transitioned out of the starting rotation in Frisco. Yeah. Um, so I did not think he was going to get like a legitimate major league start, but apparently that's what this was. So, and he was still in the high nineties, like sitting 97, mm-hmm. which I'd never seen him do as a start, but it also makes sense why he got uh, burned out and pulled after 60 pitches. Cause I'm sure his arm was exhausted because yeah. he's just been used to slinging gas and doing that for 60 pitches has got to be exhausting. But I feel like pitching wise, Johander Mendez was the most impressive in that game. Two and a third innings with six strikeouts. How do you think he looked? I, he looked great, especially for being out for a while. Um, I was really impressed with uh, what he did. I kind of wish he, we could have seen more from him because, I mean, he only had 38 pitches in two and a third innings, which isn't that bad. Um, but I, I liked what I saw, six strikeouts in that um, time frame, too. is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, and offensively, it was just kind of an everybody show. Like everybody mm-hmm. except for everybody that played in this game, except for um, Andrews and Heineman, who got one. Uh, actually, I don't think he even got a plate appearance. Um, he just came in as a defensive replacement for Chu yeah. um, late in the game. But yeah, everybody but Elvis um, had a hit, and Elvis did reach on a walk, and he was the one walk. Wow. Yeah, the one walk of this game, even though they had 12 hits. Um, Odor had a three hit game. Um, and continues dominance. Three, like, extra base hits, um, two doubles, both to the opposite field, a home run um, in that first inning off of Brooks, a three-run absolute bomb. I just, I feel like Rugi has the most swagger when he hits a home run. And oh, it's for like, sure. like, in almost in all of baseball, because it's the most, like, understated, like, bat drop, bat flip, <laughs> like, reaction to it every time. It's just, like, head immediately down, drops the bat, and just starts, like, walking calmly down yeah. the baseline and it's just perfect it's like the least amount of like way to show anybody up ever but also it's just a, a like huge huge flex which yeah which is great because i mean he has a reputation for like starting stuff and so how can the pitcher like take issue with him doing that even though it is a little like it in his own way like yep i know i got it yeah but it's like <laughs> You could never, ever, like, even reach, like, far enough to say, oh, he's trying to show up the pitcher on that. Like, no. Right. No, he's absolutely not. Um, but, 
Um, Danny Santana has looked a lot better, and I I thought he looked okay at third base in this game. Maybe I'm confusing Friday. And, no, no, no. Yeah, this was the game that he had the error on on the throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was Friday's game that he looked okay, and and Saturday's game he wasn't as great. But um, I feel like offensively he's kind of he's kind of pulling out of his funk. Is that is that just me, or do you think that too? No, I'd agree with that. Um, I kind of feel like this series kind of helped everyone kind of get out of their funk, hopefully for the rest of the season. If not, if hopefully it wasn't just for this series because they were playing Baltimore. Um, but it, they just seem to have more of their confidence back that they had at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I think that's huge for them. Uh, I really liked what uh, Ronald Guzman's at bats. Um, he reached face twice uh, on Friday night's game. He had the single and then a walk as well. Um, then he also had a hit in um, in this game. So I think, and then he also had a hit in um, Sunday night's game. So I want to say that he has like at, he's at least a, a three game hitting streak. It might be more than that, um, but he's really looked good in his at bats and getting confidence back um, for him has been huge. Um, yeah, really important. Um, yeah, so he has a five-game active hitting streak um, since the last game against the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, this is exactly what we were looking for for him, just to get some swagger back. And um, hitting in that AAA air with the the juice ball was was great for him. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like the that's actually, like, proving some results. Um, anybody else that stood, off, stood out to you um, for the Rangers and their at-bats or what they did at the plate on, on Saturday night's game? I feel like we're... We're lagging a little bit. We're definitely like way over when we should have taken our first break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of all the games are kind of mixing together because they did look so great. Um, very consistent through all four games offensively. Yeah. And that's what you really like to see from your team is just offensive consistency through like from the top to the bottom of the lineup. And even the guys who come off the bench like that's that's really what you like to see. Um, yeah. yeah the, bull, the rest of the bullpen behind uh, Mendez did pretty well. Um, they didn't allow a run. There was Springs and Samson looked really good, and and Volquez looked kind of like his old self. And even Sean Kelly got in there for an inning, which I don't know how his ERA is for, but you know, weird things happen. Um, but I, I liked what I saw from from Samson. I'm glad that he was able to get a good inning. Um, but that's enough about this game. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Rugnet Odor's um, button ups um, and his new bat, and also about Sunday's games right after this. Hey guys, it's time to talk about sex. Good sex. You know, remember the days when you were always ready to go, when you were a young stud and, you know, it wasn't any any trouble getting it ready for, for your partner? Now you can increase your performance and get a little bit extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like the color blue and chew, like what you do. So they're here to help you out with your sex life, make things spicier, make sure you last all the way until the ninth inning, you know, don't want to get pulled out of there with a reliever. You know, you really got to be, make sure you're ready to go. And just like you were back in the young days, this isn't for guys who can't perform any guy who wants a little bit of extra help in the bedroom. You know, this is here for you. It's a, it's a legal performance enhancing drug. So Bluetooth prescribed online, ships straight to your door, very discreet package, no in-person doctor visits. I know that's really uncomfortable. No waiting at the pharmacy, also super awkward. You don't want any of that. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. 
So if this sounds like something you want, Morgan, where can the fine fellows get this stuff? You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you pay is $5 shipping. And that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com with promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew's the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. So Sunday's game was just an absolute just thrashing of Baltimore in a series of mostly thrashings. I mean, Friday night's game was kind of close. Thursday night's game was, was actually pretty much a contest for most of it, but... This game was just absolutely in the bag from the start. You got Mike yeah. Miner going, and then you score um, a lot of six runs in the first four innings. Sorry, I was trying to do math, and it was <laughs> difficult. Um, but yeah, every single Ranger had at least one hit, and I think everybody but um, Isaiah Kinderfleffa reached base multiple times. Yeah. Who, who kind of stood out to you? Uh, Solak got on base five times, which is he's just impresses me every game because you know making his debut and he hasn't slowed down at all and you always kind of wonder you know rangers get kind of lucky with having uh batters make their debut and they kind of have a hot start and then they kind of taper off because you know it's big league hitting people are going to figure out eventually but he's been very consistent um since he's been called up uh so he looked great uh i mean they had one two four four batters with three hits um, they they just looked so good offensively. It's almost hard to pick just one. It really is. Like they literally like like who who looks good? Everybody. Everyone. Chu had a three hit game. Um, Odor reached base three times. He was hitting in the two hole, which was great. Yeah. Um, he had um he had his twenty fourth home run of the season, which um, leads the team. Uh, which is just incredible. Like. They still they left fifteen on base, but they went six for fifteen with Rose in scoring position. Um, and Mike Miner was his Mike Minery self. Eight innings, uh, just two runs. Uh, one of the, one of those came off of a, a home run, and he only struck out three. But like he was just absolutely in command. But defensively, we need to talk about Willie Calhoun's incredible catch. Yeah. The ball hit like way far towards the the um, the left field line. And Willie Calhoun is just on his horse in a dead-on sprint. Reads it perfectly off the bat. It's I was like, there's no way he's getting this. It's way too far from him. Yeah. And he lays it out and just nails it. Absolutely nails it. And he, like, cannot stop smiling. The dugout <laughs> can't stop smiling. Mike Miner is just, like, beaming and throws his hands up in the air. Like, I've never seen Mike Miner smile that much. He's just kind of a low-key guy. And then the, the camera was showing uh, Mazzara and a bunch of the guys in the dugout just like, like still, like, like I felt like five minutes after being like, yeah, Willie, way to go, Willie. <laughs> you absolutely did it. But man, props to Willie. The amount of work he's done on his defense is, is really paying off. And Ronald Guzman, three hit game today. And he had um, a, his 17th double and his ninth home run of the season. Um, really looked good offensively today. And I, I just love seeing him confident because that's mm-hmm. the only question. Like he's in, He's one of the best defensive first basemen in baseball. I swear him being like 6'11", or however tall he actually is, I think he's like taller than what he's listed at, which I've never seen before. Like, it's always the other way around. Yeah. It's always like a 5'9 guy in basketball who's listed at like six foot, and he's not even close to that. But I think he said he's 6'10", or something, and he's listed at like 6'5". And it's just like, you are unbelievably tall. 
And so if he can like hit well, then he's a very, very valuable player. But um, it got a little worrisome there at the end when they pulled it, put in uh, Guerrero in the ninth inning with a, what was it? A 10 to one. Yeah. No, 10 to two lead. Yeah. And I thought, okay, surely this is in the bag. Just go get three outs. It shouldn't be that hard. And he did 22 pitches to basically load the bases and then walk in a run after the bases were loaded with one out. And they had to bring in and Farrell to clean up the mess. And he did a pretty good job of, of not letting it get out too much out of hand. But um, how do you think Mike Miner looked in this one? Uh, yeah, I thought he looked really good. Um, I, it was kind of surprising that he only had three strikeouts. And I don't even think he got his first one until like the fifth or sixth inning. Um, which is weird because especially playing Baltimore, you would think they would just strike out more in general considering they're so bad. Um, but yeah, other than the few strikeouts, um, that was kind of unusual, I guess. Um, he, he looked great. Yeah. He just was in control of the game and that's what you want from your number one is just someone who there's no doubt about it. Like this is how it's going to go down and he's just going to absolutely rake. Um, I feel like Jose Trevino, we should talk about him. Yeah. Th- another three hit game or, um, wait, this, is this the second three hit game of his career? Um, and I both think I, so. Cause I want to say he had another one that was like not too long ago. Um, hold on. I'm trying to pull it up. Okay. Mm, he's on a three game hitting streak. Um, okay. Yes. He did have another three hit game, uh, against Seattle, August 30th. Okay. Um, so yeah. Second three hit game of his career. Um, and he just looked a lot better at the plate than he ever did offensively. He's like, his profile is basically the same as Ronald Guzman, except he's a catcher instead of a first baseman. So his defense is even more important and Mm -hmm. he can be a little worse on offense, but if he can be just like passable on offense, then he'll be a really valuable player for this Rangers team. And I think he's really proving that he can do that. I mean, he has an OPS around 700, um, just over 700, which if he can keep it above there, then that's all the value you need for him at the plate to be absolutely worthwhile. But um, real quick before we go, we need to talk about Rugnet Odor and, and his his buttons and the rest of the team's buttons. Um, Morgan, can you tell us about what's going on with that and, and how it's definitely fixed him forever in a way that nothing else could? <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like Rugi's kind of known for not having like the top two buttons buttoned on his jersey because for some reason it's very noticeable on him. It you, it's always like flapping open. It just it almost looks like he never has it buttoned at all. Like his whole jersey sometimes feels like it's all unbuttoned. It's got like um, one button at the bottom and just like opens right. the whole <laughs> Um and I remember it stuck out to me when uh when Napoli came back over in twenty sixteen. Was it sixteen or seventeen when he came back? Whatever year he, 16. I think so too. Whatever year Napoli came back for the full year, and him and Rugi were like best buddies, because um, Napoli kind of <laughs> never really buttoned the top of his either. So I feel like that's where Rugi got it from. Um, so on Friday, was it Friday's game that they first did that? Oh, noticed 2015 and 17. Okay, so 17 was the full season. 15 was yes. the okay. Um, so when when they notice that Rugi has it completely buttoned up, that that's like something that kind of stops you because it's so obvious that he doesn't usually have it buttoned up. And then <laughs> and they talked about it for like a full inning because it was just talking about Rugi's buttons. And then when they were out um, on the field, they went they literally had the camera on every single um, 
fielder <laughs> for the Rangers to see who had it buttoned because they because at first it seemed like literally everyone on the team had it. Like, what is going on? Like, some kind of mojo is happening here. Uh, I think it was Chu and Santana, didn't we say, that didn't have it? Yes. Um, And I think they both just had the top button that was undone. It wasn't like both, but you, it still it didn't count as being buttoned up like the rest of them. Um, yeah. but it, because it was usually very... not many people have like the full everything buttoned up, and right. so for that many people to have it all on the same day is like, well, is there a memo that that those <laughs> right. two didn't get? Um, and usually you can kind of tell because they all mostly wear like undershirts that have like the Rangers logo on them, so usually you can see that, and that's how you know it's unbuttoned. Um. Because some of them, it was hard to tell if it was buttoned or not because it's the same color as their undershirt. Um, but Willie also mentioned it because Emily asked him post-game. And I think he said he noticed, like, the eighth inning. Because I guess Willie is one of the ones that usually has it all buttoned up. And yeah, I think yeah. Emily asked him, like, did you notice that everyone else is um, buttoned up? And he was like, I noticed Rugi like, around the seventh inning. And he goes, I think that's when everyone else kind of noticed it, too. And that's when they did it. Um, <laughs> but then Emily had also mentioned that Rugi has a different bat. And I don't know if she said it was for this series or for the road trip. Um, and I, I, I'm terrible here. And I don't know if this was the only thing different. But it's the thing that I remember because they showed pictures. And that his old bat had, like, a like a dome at the top where it was, like, closed off. Mm-hmm. And his new bat is more of, like, the, it looks like a scoop has been taken out of the top of the bat. Um, and yeah. they had mentioned today, I think it was, that most guys don't like that because if they fell off a pitch, then it like uh, can splinter off the top of the bat easier and whatever. Um, but apparently, both the button-up and the bat change really helped Rugi. Yeah, I mean, Odor has reached base safely at least once in every game since the Seattle series um, beginning on August 29th. So... Uh, he's really been like absolutely killing it in Baltimore. Um, wait, did I did I mess it up? It did, was there one game in Baltimore that ruins this? Yes, yes, of course. The first game in Baltimore <laughs> ruined it. Um, gosh. Um, anyway, um, but since since that button up game, um, which was September sixth, um, he had two hits um, in at least well, at least two hits in all the games. Three hits in um, Saturday's game, um, and just. In general, lately, the last, like, seven games, let me go pull it up. It's something ridiculous he's hitting. Um, yeah, he's hitting 370 with an on-base of 433 and slugging 852. 852. That's insane. Dang. He's been absolutely incredible lately, and um, his strikeout percentage is, like, right around uh, 20%, um, which is much better than it's been all season. So, And the walk rate is... is um, about a third of that. Um, he's got two walks and uh, six strikeouts. It's just seven games, but um, hopefully he'll just keep that button and that'll fix everything. <laughs> and who knows? Even if not, um, it's a good sign from Rugi, um, who, as much frustration as people might have had with him um, this season, he is still like there's still a significant investment in him. So you really want to see him turn around as as much as you might be angry with him. Like yeah. of course you want to see your players do well. And if he does, and he and Solak and Danny Santana are all good and fighting for spots and at-bats and games next year, that's great. That's what you want. That's, like, literally the definition of the best problem you could ever have. So is there anything else from this series that that you want to note on before we head out of here and, um, yeah, and get ready for this off day on Monday? 
I just really hope that uh, the momentum kind of keeps going from this. I know it, it kind of sucks when you have an off day after having such a good series. I'm sure they want to just like keep that momentum going, um, especially because their next series, um, next few series, maybe the rest of the season is all winning teams at the moment and mm-hmm. teams that are most likely going to be in postseason. So it, it would be nice to see them get a couple wins from maybe a win from Tampa, a win from Oakland, just like still rack up some of the wins. I know they're already, they're better in the standings than they were last year, which feels weird to me just because of how bad August was and how good they started. <laughs> this season just seems more rough than last season. Um, but yeah, I, I hope, hopefully with the off day, there's still some momentum, especially with them coming home. Yeah, I think there will be. It's good to have momentum and they're not going up against like the Yankees and Astros for yeah. at least like two like wild card teams as opposed to two division leaders. Yeah. But, um, it was a great series and great to get a four game sweep whenever you can get it, no matter who it's against, like still, still great to build that momentum and see some signs of improvement from yeah. all these different guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and supporting us. Even when the Rangers aren't sweeping four game series, um, we really do appreciate y'all listening and make sure you tell your friends about us and go subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Morgan Price, at Bryce Patrick, at Locked On Rangers. We really do appreciate your support. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.